five, four, three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to Everything You Need to Know About Music, where I, Jason, am sitting with a group of people tonight. We're here with Laura. Say hi, Laura. Hello there. Dawn. Hello. Demetra. Hi. And Seth. Hey. And tonight, if if this was a sitcom back in the 90s, I would think that this episode would be our Christmas one-hour-long special. Yeah. Because yeah, yeah, yeah. we've been waiting for this for a long time. And tonight, Seth and Laura and Dawn are going to teach me about a guy who, for some reason, I just did not connect with, and it just missed me. And that is Prince. So, <laughs> how do you want to start this? I'm going to let Seth be kind of the leader. That was me. Oh. <laughs> and kind of take the, uh, the reins here and then let it go. And however you want to walk me down this path, okay. I'm happy to be in your hands. So, this is kind of fun for me to sit back and go, I'm listening. Well, I'm sl- I am psyched to be. I've told you that a hundred times, but I kept putting this off. We talked about doing it. I'm like, I can't do it. it. made me slightly nervous to talk about Prince because I love him, and I've told you this. My goal is to get you to be a fan. Right. You too, Demetra, because uh, uh, last time I was here, you know, there's just not the connection. So No, but, but, wait, but wait, two things before I get and I'm just going to interrupt you because then I'm going to shut up, and I'm, not, I'm just not going to say anything. If, if you had asked me, uh, if you gave me a blank piece of paper and said, write everything you know about Prince, I couldn't fill the page. Yeah. Okay, that's number yeah. one. Number two, every major artist that I would think has been in, uh, a, a big influence on my life musically has cited this man yeah. as an influence of theirs. So it's odd to me how I just don't know enough about this guy. Yeah. And when I asked you last time when we, when we did D'Angelo, how did I miss it? And you said you just didn't listen enough. And maybe that's the case, but I don't know how that's possible. Yeah, it's funny because if... You know, Prince had some bad albums. Or, I mean, critically bad albums, and people would always ask him how they how you know, how do you feel about this? Not you know, people are not liking your music right now, and he just he would always say they just don't get it. He yeah. there was this confidence that no, this is great music. They just don't get it. So it could be just that you don't get it, but we're gonna try it to change might, that. Tonight. It might be, but that's that'd be really weird that all these people get it, and I see. I don't know. I just. <laughs> I mean, I, look. I know the I know the hits. I know yeah. you know if I hear right, them I'm on the radio. I'm trying to avoid those. Yeah, yeah. Go okay, yeah. but there's clearly something foundational yeah. that escaped me that just yeah. passed. So I feel like we're going to try to maybe backfill all of that. Yeah. It's gonna yeah. So I'm gonna play a lot of snippets. It's kind of my thought, uh, and I want to start by just saying wh- what's what's an icon. What do you think when you hear the word icon? And by the way, this is great having like, yeah. a posse with me because <laughs> and it's very princess too. He always like he was great about lifting up women. And right. at a time when they weren't necessarily on a stage with men. And so this is great. So please interject. But yeah. when you hear icon, you know, what do you think? Uh, uh, as an artist? Uh, just the or word icon, artist, Someone music, that represents whatever. something of either a, a genre or an art form that is a, a definitive part of it. Yeah. That's an icon. Beautiful. Okay. So how about this? If I can get this to work. We should have tested my phone. Okay, and I do know this. Okay, I can tell. It's not one of your. No, love it. No, I love this song. This song's got such groove. This is what I would consider an iconic song. Okay. When that organ hits, yeah, you can't. You know what it is. Absolutely. So, what hit wonder could have come out with this? And you might go, well, 
All right, it was an iconic song, but yeah, what else did they do? Right. Okay. So I want to talk about what else he did. Sure. Right. But this wait, is wait, just wait. Can you wait for the just the yeah, beat yeah, to yeah. come in because it's so good. Everybody's dancing, by the way, around. <laughs> Let me talk over this for a minute. Go ahead. Let's play, but so. Wait. Let the elevators. Yeah. Wait. You know what? <laughs> that's what I wanted to point out. You know what's sad about that is he died in an elevator. Yeah. I mean, that's just oh, like the crazy See, these thing. are the tidbits I want to know yeah. about. And it's talking about let's go crazy, and and, and the, a lot of the theme throughout even this album, Purple Rain, is about the end of the world. Even the album 1999. Before that, we'll talk about that. But he has this vision in his mind through a lot of his songwriting that jumps all over the place but a lot of the themes sometimes come out that it's kind of gloomy really? and dark okay yeah and then he has other ones that are very bright and and the opposite but this is one of this those song uh in particular if you're gonna if i'm jumping on your toes and tell me to shut up no, go where does it fall because i know it where does it fall in the spectrum of his music catalog well this came out in uh 84 okay he started in 78 so i think this was on the if i'm not mistaken the fifth album Okay. Um, so Out of about 45. Really? He had, he, had, he, had, he had 38 studio albums. 38? Yeah, 38 studio albums. So let me... I'm Holy glad you brought that up. Holy so Andy has a vault. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. a yeah, vault, vault yes. of music that is, that is untouched. Now you're seeing stuff. This is sort of fortunate, unfortunate. There's music coming out all the time from, from his family that's now releasing this music from the vault. And... There's a reason that it wasn't released, in my opinion. He was he was making music all the time, and in the '80s, it was one album after another. This stuff got put in a vault for a reason. So now they're trying to make money off it. Uh, Some of it's really good music, but sure. there was a reason that Prince didn't want it out there. There's a reason that "Let's Go Crazy" was never on any kind of commercials uh, while he was living. Now he dies, and all of a sudden you see like a Capital One yeah. commercial the next month, and so no, now they're making money off of it. It uh, is kind of yeah, sad. Yeah, it is kind of sad. So he died because he, he he took his. Stuff really seriously, oh, right? Yeah. I mean, I'm yeah. So I'm not at wrong on that, right? Like, oh yeah, to the point where he was an extremely hard worker, perfectionist, like the whole perfectionist yeah. and a hard worker, and there was just music in his mind all the time. And he said that at one point that it was a curse to have music in his mind all the time. So any noise that he would hear, it would just be making music. So now yeah. I don't think that's a curse personally. But yeah, for right, him, right, yeah, for him, it might be really difficult to deal music with all the time. Yeah. Um. So all right, real quick. You, you got iconic. That's to me is an iconic song. This is dictionary.com, which, you know, well, right. Yeah. That's where, the where definitive source. Right. Where else exactly. are you gonna go? But it says a person or thing that is revered or idolized, a sign or representation that stands for its object by virtue of a resemblance or analogy to it, which I read that. Huh. And I'm like, it was so funny because in the nineties he switched his name to just the love symbol, which is a sign that doesn't really have any kind of, uh, he doesn't have a name, and he just became the artist formerly known as Prince for a few years. <laughs> right, which was really crazy at the time. Everybody knows why, right? Yeah, there's a reason nope. behind it. Nope. Go ahead. What's that? Go ahead. No, nope. okay. I don't know. So Prince was producing all that music that ended up in the vault, right? Okay. And Prince came up with so many songs, so many albums that he wanted to be producing and putting out there. If he came up with two or three a year, he wanted to be pumping them out he, out there. Right. He was locked into a contract with Warner, Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers, yep. Since he was eighteen, and they wanted to regulate how quickly he could release his music, so they only wanted one album a year, and he had oh, two wow. or three ready to go, and so they were really stifling him. 
And he got to the point where he wanted to break off with them, but he had a contract. So the contract was with somebody named Prince. Oh, no way. That's why he did it? Yeah, that's exactly why he did it. He said if I, he fulfilled like the number of albums he was supposed to do. Kind of like like, I heard in previous. Yeah, like Van Morrison. Like Van Morrison, yeah. Yeah. And, um, And then he disowned his name. And he's like, I, you had a contract with Prince. I'm no longer Prince. So he did that. Wow. And that's when he would wear slave written mm-hmm. on his face. Yep. Um, and he went off as the symbol. Holy smokes. The yeah. symbol. Th- I did not know that. Prince, yeah. And Warner Brothers would bring in other artists to play at Paisley Park that he was not okay with because they said, we, we signed up. I think it was one of the, I think it was one of, if not the largest recording contract ever that, that Laura's referring to. And... Um, when he started to just go against it, they said, all right, we're going to bring people into your studio and let them perform No there. way. Yeah, against his will because they had him on oh, the contract. Wow. Gotcha. So it was a whole thing there. So going what back. Year, wait, what year did he change the symbol? I think it was. Late uh, 90s? 94. 94? Okay. 90, yeah, 93 or 94. And then by 2000, he was back to Prince. He went back. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. This was seven years. Didn't know that That's was the right. reason. I kind of thought it was more just artsy. No. Yeah, his Got last right. album as Prince was the album which came out in 94. Oh, wow. And then after okay. that, okay. a few years after that, then he came out. Okay. Got it. So this is what I'm thinking I want to do. <laughs> I want to work backwards, right? So he died in 2016. I want to work backwards and t- a little bit to the 90s and then come back and tell you more about him. So I just want to give you okay. snippets that work back because a lot of people lost interest after the 80s. So here's my thought with you, Jason, specifically. Okay, go. Is it didn't grip you because a lot of people see Prince specifically as that Minneapolis sound and you might just not be into that. It was early 80s. It was synthesized. Some people aren't into that. But as he grew, it became so much funkier. Did it? Yeah. And I think that you'll, you mentioned a lot of times, I've heard you with other people, you go, that's the song I'm listening to in my car tomorrow yeah. morning driving yeah. to work. Yeah. I gotta find that. I've got a few in mind. Okay. I wanna find that. Okay. I wanna work backwards. I'm gonna give you snippets. I'm gonna talk over them. I can do the volume here. Yeah. I wanna, I'm gonna talk over them a little bit. And they're just going to be really brief. So he dies in 2016. I like this approach. The okay. right. last album that he ever put out, the last studio album that he put out, was um, this Hit and Run Phase 2. So he did Phase 1, he did Phase 2. The last song on that album is this. And this is with his band. Let me see if, okay. And some of this stuff wasn't as experimental as he had been. This is kind of the, these later years. This is this is the sound that he had on a lot of albums. He was all over the place. I don't know if you can really say, oh yeah, like if you think about Parliament, yep, you know that that's yeah. a funk group, funk, right? If yep. you think about um, Led Zeppelin, you know that's a rock group. Yep, Prince was funk, rock, soul, R and B. He was everything. Sure, he really created this Minneapolis sound um, that he was really known for in the eighties. Okay, right? so. You've got this song. This is the last song on his last album. Really, let, her, let me hear it. Yep. It's a lot 
funkier and soulful than I would have guessed. That's that's what I thought. Yeah, totally. That's that's this, a lot. If you if you didn't tell me who it was, I would have said this was someone from 1979. Sounds a little bit like maybe Sly. Yeah, oh, big totally Sly. Him. Totally Sly. Yep. Right. So he had another song in 2014. There's an album, Artificial uh, Artificial Age. Okay. And this song, Breakfast Can Wait came out. Right, so it's okay. just another example of something. Now, the only reason I bring this one up is because it got a little bit of uh, media recognition because the cover of it was Dave Chappelle and his Prince. Oh, oh no way. Okay. So right. I think it showed for a lot of people who just see Prince's, who, somebody who could be seen as rude, didn't talk to anybody, just a constant workaholic, that he could play along and make fun of himself a little bit. And that was the point of it. Got it. Got, got yeah. yeah. So breakfast can wait. He did a cover in 2009. Sorry, <laughs> You're just going back. Go. Yeah. All right, go. There's, there's too much. So this is a cover in 2009 <laughs> of Crimson and Clover. Oh. Which I thought was kind of cool. And I just want to show. I'm just showing you kind of the range okay. of him. And this is late in years too. He's even got that little tremolo in the back, just like the original had, like yeah. that little wavy wah 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 sound. Yep. And I thought it was a good kind of funky cover for that. Yep. Very nice. And there was an album in also in 2009 called MPL Sound. Okay. So Minneapolis yep. Sound. Just want to point out this this song. I think you'll like Old School Company. Again, it's kind of a funky song that I played a lot of. Okay. It's my song. What year? This was oh, in 2009. Okay. Flat pants, hot pants, right, so and gold medallions. Now, 10 Fake seconds grills. about to get funky. <laughs> <laughs> right. Okay. Look out. If you want to know why, you need some old school company. If you ask me who this was, I wouldn't guess Prince. Right. Golly. All right, so you're hearing this, and this is definitely um, kind of funky. And this, uh -huh. this becomes like the resurgence of Prince. It takes place a few years before that because the 90s were a little bit different, but he doesn't stop making music ever. Um, so, again, some more snippets. 2006. Now, this album was a, was one of the bigger hits that he had in these later years, and it was 3121, so it had the title track. Okay. It's a long intro. Go, you can skip it if you want. Turn it up, turn it up. Okay, so this gives you an idea that he's still... Funky. Ready, one, 21. Okay. Big hit, mommy. Oh, this album. Right. Black Sweat. Do I? Uh, am I wrong? In the, I don't remember like major radio play though for Prince in this era. None. No. I think it got. So when you say a hit, it was on. more on like those that know. Exactly. Okay. I mean, they would creep up on the billboard a little bit. Uh -huh. um, it would be bigger hits on some of the, like, BET. Yeah. Give a lot of play. Uh -huh. BET right. gave a lot of play to Black Sweat. 
So Which is this? That's this this song, right? Did still he make videos and stuff at this time yep. still? Mm-hmm. Yep. Holy smokes. Yep. Do you guys know this stuff? Like, or yeah. is this too new? What what about My Name is Prince? My name is Prince. Yeah, so that That's gosh, a good one. That is off of I think Diamonds and Pearls or Love Symbol, which is like early nineties. Oh, so right? we're, so we're not there yet. We're not there yet. So I'm sitting here thinking, honest to God, so some of those I have never heard. Yep. And I consider myself a huge Prince fan. But I'm rocking. I can feel the same beat, the same soul. And if I heard it, I would instantly know it was you would. Prince. Okay. Yeah. Listen, I'm gonna turn this up real quick and you'll know this is Prince. By the by the falsetto. Yes. I feel that. This song hit me, so this is what? 2006. I love it. That sounds just like that. Yeah. But that sounds like his old stuff that I know. Right. right. Okay. And, All right. Yep. Um, the album that I think brought him back. So. Wait, what were you going to say? Oh, yeah, I'm sorry. I really didn't No, job. that's okay, because I just want to bring this up, because it is so funny, and I mentioned it to you today, Seth, that yep. um, I think it was after probably graffiti bridge or actually when he became the symbol he did not get the airplay because warner brothers was not supporting him he was self-promoting he was putting out two three albums a year and um and coincidentally i started popping out babies so when you have like Ah. all of these other distractions and he's not on the mass radio and mass distributed and I'm so I and a long story short, I did not listen to him from probably 2000 to maybe what 3121. 3121 was that's when he started coming back. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. I shouldn't even say he started coming back, but he started reconciling yeah. with Warner Brothers. Some of his stuff was coming out. He was a little more mass distributed. I was coming out of my baby <laughs> fog and yeah. you know working right. less and all that kind of stuff. So it is interesting to me. How did you, how did you follow him to, during those years? Like, what was the draw that that kept you listening and knowing all of this the, stuff that I was a little more remote? I liked the album 1999. I liked the song 1999 when I was growing up, and that was all I knew of Prince because my parents didn't let me listen to him. Um, so <laughs> when it got to be, wait, why not? Was he? Too yeah, like yeah, over the top. Sexual. We'll talk about oh, the, his third uh-huh. album, "Dirty Mind," just went yeah. and that. Oh, okay, that, yeah. all right. So that gotcha. put him but that's what I started listening to. <laughs> yeah, me like too. Seventeen <laughs> yeah. and gotcha. went to his concerts. Yes, yeah, so and they I were uh, that you had to be eighteen and up to go to that. <laughs> that doesn't mm. surprise me. And there was also, you know, the videos and things that he would put out. I wasn't into because it was you know however old I was, I was young and like, oh, who is this man dance? This little man dancing yeah. around and. It just didn't. He's five three. Did, watch out. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Without yeah. his heels. Right. So it didn't. So it didn't grip me at all. But then I was working at a music store yep. uh, in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and I got the Greatest Hits album. I'm like, oh wow, there's a lot of songs on here I didn't realize were Prince. Or and I got really into it. And it was shortly after that that um, that Musicology came out, yeah. and he was giving the album Musicology out for free because it was kind of like him coming back. He had been really. No way. Off the map yeah. for a long time. And this was the first song on there. Uh, title track. And I love funk. And this yeah. is funk. He's and it's really all about good old at school. Heard about 49, just east of Harlem. All right, man. You got me. You're getting me now. Yep. 
Even the soldiers okay. need to so he's funky. Yeah, wait, hold on. Let's, let's try it out. Hold on. Yeah. What's the name of this? Musicology. Yeah, okay, I like this. 2004. Yeah. All right, so we're working backwards. The more you work backwards, the more I'm liking him. Is there any correlation to that? No. No, you just no. Just you the way it goes. You're getting it. Oh, uh, <laughs> That's you getting it. Yep. <laughs> good to hear. Oh, I see what you're doing, so Sethy. All right, good. All right. The album Come came out, and this was um, one of the not knocks on him, but just his thing was he. You mentioned it. He was very. He was sexual. A lot yeah. of the stuff was sexual. That's why. So I want to hit on a few things too, because I think the perception was that he was dirty, sexual, all this stuff. But then, as a Jehovah's Witness, and as a before that, just a Christian in general. There is a ton of songs that are God-centric, really gospel-type songs. So I'll play a couple of those uh, in a bit. But this song, this album was not that. This is one of the dark <laughs> albums, right? And the song "Dark" is going to go back. The sad to thing is, is that no one will be able to actually see the way you said that. This album was not that. <laughs> <laughs> so the song that I was, I'm, I'm plugging through, and I go, "What is Jason?" I know there's other people, and I should be, should be. My audience is you. Okay. 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 So there's, I know there's going to be other people listening to this, but you're my audience. Okay. Now. Okay. And people like you who don't get Prince. But this song is my favorite on the album. It's called Dark. Right? So this is 94. Right? And the album itself is dark. It's called Come. It's got lots of sexual right, clear, undertones. Right. And, but this song, Dark, is kind of your 90s R&B. Yep. Okay. Still with the horns, though, man. Love it. You got me bobbing my head. I'm, I'm in it. Yeah. yeah. You can tell what I feel and what I don't feel. Okay, so the album before come is... Dude, you like set me up and then you like cut it. Like, give me a minute. Just so give me, right, dude, on, give me 12 on, seconds. Yep. Is that all it takes? That's all it takes me. <laughs> Quick. Don't say anything. <laughs> yeah, okay. Go. I love it. All right. Yep. Like an innocent man on death row. I mean, yeah. like <laughs> some of the lyrics, too. I forgot to mention this. One of my favorites in um, in Black Sweat. And I'm not even going to try it. I would almost try to sing it. Oh, I think you I'm should. Not, He's not trying to hit that. those falsettos. The, ly- the line is, I don't want to break your pride, but I got to. You better take your woman and hide because I'm about to. Oh, five <laughs> three. Like this yes. guy has got something. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I love it. So, and just just adding to that, like so many people think because he was so effeminate that he had to be gay. Yep. I don't know about you, Don, but when I left Paisley Park after being there and hearing from his dancers and his protégés he he had the hottest women definitely and i really do not think he was gay i think he would have thought it was okay to be gay but i don't think he ever would have had an experience with another guy not that that's a bad thing right but i think so many people see him as you know he's such a gay guy and he's very effeminate and he's not like he had the hottest chicks and he just loved 
them and he loved developing young girls into being dancers and singers. So have I mentioned the word confident? Lately? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Five, three. Your, your shirt right now too, from, from the controversy mm -hmm. album, the first, one of the first lines in controversy is, am I straight or gay? Like he talks about all these things that come up after dirty mind and the media is saying all these things. They think, Oh, this guy must be gay. Is he straight? Whatever. And, you know, I just don't think he cared. Didn't care. He, he didn't loved, care. He loved that people I think were wondered. I agree. agree. But agree. then he, he would show up with the hottest chick. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, what was it like being at the house? Unbelievable. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, that's got to be. It was be... ridiculous. Really? It was awesome. Yeah, very surreal. After you, you know, grow up with somebody, and I was, I can probably remember, like it was 1982, fourth row center at his concert, screaming crying like a Beatles fan yeah, right, One, right. like now realizing what all those crazy videos you see of Beatles fans were and um and then to see you know to go into somebody's home and I I go back to what you said Seth that I actually think um his death has been um bittersweet because we have been exposed the the, the book the autobiography that it, that you have um, I don't think it would have been released by now. No, he was very secretive. He was yeah. so, yeah, he w he wanted to share his stuff with the public, but at the same time, he was so private um, that we are now getting to hear some of that stuff from from his archives and yeah. get to see his house and hear all the awesome stuff about him. It was also where he recorded, though, That right? Isn't yeah, that, he had there's like a compound studios or something. Right? In there. Yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. And, and live performance, yep. live performance hall. So he would invite people in. I was telling Demetra earlier, he would at 11 o'clock at night say, all right, let's have a show tonight. Okay, so. Right. Sorry. Um, all right, so do we have volume again? Oh, my bad. No, no, no. I just want to make sure because... This is a different song now, but so then we're, we're backtracking, right? Talking yep. about an okay. icon, yep. we're backtracking, yep. and we're getting to what I feel is like his last really, really good album, which is 92. That's Love Symbol. Okay. One of the songs that was the big hit was already referenced, so you might like this. I will. <laughs> this is Don's, My Name is Prince. There's so much purple this in this room right now. <laughs> Jeez. Dude, what's the deal with the purple, This isn't one of my favorite songs, either. But it was a big hit. Oh, yeah, I like Kay. it. Okay. You know this one? Yeah. You know them all, though, don't you? Okay. Not all. Yeah. Of course not. <laughs> this is very 90s. Wow. Yeah, it's 90s. And I think he was in the 90s. I feel like he started to struggle with, like, the emergence of hip-hop. Yeah. And what to do with that. Because like, he starts to so put some elements in there. And yeah. it's, it doesn't. Yeah. Right. The funk goes away. Yeah. Yeah. Miles Davis did a lot of that, too. He did. Real similar. A lot of experimental, like, yeah. weird. Yeah. Yeah. True. And sometimes it just didn't take. No. No, that, that style for him, I just didn't think jive, but... Wow, this is so... Yeah, no. This is My Name is Prince, okay? So, let me play this next song. We'll right? just leave it for a second. Yeah, we need to, we gotta hear it. We need to hear it. Come on, Sethy. I'm looking at my time. There's You're 40 fine. other songs. You're so. fine. I love the backtrack. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. He plays this really loud. It's so awesome. Yes. Wait, sorry. You mean you've seen him live? You need to crank this. Okay, shit sorry. Oh, my bad. Jeez. Apologize. <laughs> He's controlling the volume on it. Well. 
<laughs> it's, it's partly rap. It's just, he's rapping yeah, a little yeah, bit. Yeah. And he's just changed. I mean, this is, again, he's got so many different styles. Hold on, the girls are excited about this. All right, I want to play maybe 10 seconds of the next song, and there's a reason. We want to hear 20. (laughs) (laughs) Or 25. I would (laughs) love to. I don't know if I can. Okay. This is one of my favorite Prince songs ever. This one. I want to do. No, not your body, your mind, your food. Come here, baby. Yeah. You sexy motherfucker. Same album. We're all alone yep. in the same album. You guys know this one? You got to be well Again, you're getting a little bit more like hip hop kind of in there. There's a, bit, there's a, there's I mean, a slight bit of rapage in there, yeah. That's the word, by the way, rapage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Remember, I told my dad to listen to the last one. I can't tell him to listen. To oh, this. stop! He's yeah. a big boy. He'll hang with you. You're sorry, not singing along. Sorry, Tom Milburn. <laughs> I told him not to play. About <laughs> All right, I get it. Good. All right. All right. So 91, we're to keep going. So 91, the album before that was probably his last biggest hit. It actually has his last, his fifth and final number one song. All right, so this one I think you would know too, and this was a great song. This is Cream. The video, though, again, I'm at this point, I'm 11 years old. The video was overly sexualized. No, I don't think I know it. Here, wait. Do I know this? You will. Now. <laughs> Let this one roll. Don't like you should. You know what? Maybe. I'm going to give you a maybe. And, it was, and, and sadly, you guys are going to make fun of me. I don't think I would have said it was Prince. Wow. I know. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> Again, the confidence in his falsetto. Dude. Is, now I see the D'Angelo like, yeah, link right, so right. much better now. So much Oh, I know it, yeah. Okay, all right. right. Yeah. Other one, get off on this one. <laughs> you got the girls just jiving over I think here. if you get in your car and turn this up. Oh, I know this one. He had some great tunes. This might be the era I, I really like. Yep. Great tune. Forgot this was his. What year? 1991. Alright. Yeah. Yep. Okay. All right. And then lastly on this one, this could be a quick one, but Diamonds and Pearls was a huge hit. So this is the this is the album title. 
and it's a little slower. That's what his first wife made, Maite. Is that right? Yeah. Wait, what'd you say? Maite, his first wife. Oh. Oh, yeah. Da -da -da. Yep, yep. Let me come forward a little bit. Hang on, I'm going to go forward. I love when he has these songs, and they're great songs, just because it's such a softer side of him. We've heard like the, yeah. the dark or the raw or the funky side, and then he comes in and he's like, real yeah, he's sweet. Just, it's a romantic ballad. Yes, he writes all this. Mm -hmm. uh, most of it. Okay. Most of it. Not only that, he wrote. Hang on one second. He wrote songs for so many other people, Shania and he would always use different pen names. Shanae O'Connor. Oh yeah, Shanae yeah. O'Connor. Yeah. He wrote. Um, he wrote a ton Nothing of songs. Compares. Nothing compares to yeah. you, and that was featured in, uh, you know, Chris Cornell sang it. Oh, that yeah? was a Prince song originally. He would always use different pen names, so he had Alexander, never mind, Camille, <laughs> Joey Coco. So if you see these names in album <laughs> album liners, that's Prince, but he's writing no, all these songs. No, that's great. Jamie, uh, Jamie Star, Christopher Tracy, Tora Tora, The Star Company. Come he on, he would write tons of songs for people and just use these different. That's really cool. Different names. That's really cool. <clears throat> Okay. Another, All right. Another quick story as we're talking about is him being an icon, and, and you know we talked about Paisley Park. From what I heard, he never would wear anything that had pockets. So you've seen him in these outfits. Nothing he wore ever had pockets, but he liked to sometimes be somewhat of a regular guy. So Caribou Coffee is a big shop in you know the yeah. Starbucks of Minneapolis. Right. He'd walk down to get coffee at Caribou. He would only have hundred dollar bills. <laughs> so he'd walk down. He wouldn't have pockets. He'd pay for his coffee with a hundred dollar bill. And he would just, get, just leave I it. can't take the <laughs> The guy would get a tip. Whoever was working would get a huge tip because he never had pockets. That's great. I never right. heard that one. That's also. wonderful. Yeah, let's um, go. I'm going to go get coffee and bring 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's great. That seems about fair. In his world, he's like, yeah, that's me, right? So I want to give you one last song from the 90s before we flip and really talk about why he's, again, how, how so these are the songs so you are, that make him. So you're set me all up. It's for the 80s. To go to the 80s. Yeah, that's what I'm trying to breeze through. I'm sorry. All right, yeah, fine, go. Because the 80s are really his thing. But he did um, music from Graffiti, Graffiti Bridge, okay. which was a flop. The movie was a flop. It was a movie. It was supposed to be part two of uh, a sequel to Purple Rain. It did not do well. But the one song that I love, and because he did try to bring other artists up, do you remember Tevin Campbell? Yeah, of course. All right, so this song was off of that. Prince wrote it. You'll hear Prince's voice. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's Prince background. Right? Wow. I've heard this song since this was on the radio. Right. And you were like Holy in a crib. Smokes. I'm Stop. sure you were in a crib then. <laughs> With your bottle. Stop. And this is 1990. So you see, we're going backwards. It's every year there's a different album, basically. Holy He's smokes. just producing music. And that was one of the things with Warner Brothers. Laura already said this. They wanted money. He just wanted to produce good music, but they wanted to pull together an album that was really a great album. He just said, there's all this stuff. I'm putting it down, and we're, we're getting yeah. it out there. So he'd do one a year, basically, and um, and they were all hits, but it's freaky to hear this song they, right now. They it. actually thought if he pumped out more than they wanted, he would cannibalize his own market. Right. So he said he thought he was a slave to them, helping them just make a crap load of money. And he just wanted to produce great music and put it out there. And so that's why yeah. he did what he did. Okay. All right. So go. let's go back. 
right. Let's look, go back. Look, look at your face. About. How excited you are right now. How serious you are. All right. Because that's not the good stuff. That's not as good music. You okay? Okay. All right. There's. You just took me down all of that to set me up for this. Let's go back to 1958. That's when he was born. All right. So I'm going to go over quick history. Right. Okay. Okay, so he was born in 1958. His name was Prince Rogers Nelson. His mom was a singer, kind of Ella Fitzgerald type. Yeah. His dad was, I think, 14 or 15 or 16 years older than her, but he was a jazz musician. Wow. So when Prince was born, when he was like five, he was going to jazz clubs in Minneapolis and just listening to his dad play. And he started to kind of tinker, and he taught himself how to play the piano, and he was picking up on these things, but he was in these clubs all the time. Um, His... He was called named Prince because his dad's stage name was Prince. That wasn't his dad's name, but that was his dad's oh, stage no name. Way. So they named him that. He hated it. His mom called him. Let me make sure I get this right. Skipper. <laughs> so they yeah. called him Skipper growing up. No and when way. people would call him Prince, he would correct them and say, "No, I'm Skipper," because he didn't necessarily want to be like his dad, who was Prince. No way. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, he wrote his first song at age seven, right? And it was called Funk Machine. He. As we said already, he was five two, right? Five foot two. It's tiny and man. Tiny guy. He weighed about 112 pounds. Oh, right? He smokes. And um, but he but he was a phenomenal athlete. He played football. He played basketball. He played ping pong, extremely Stop. well. Yeah. In fact, there's two. There's a couple of stories. He challenged Michael Jackson to a ping pong uh, <laughs> game and just crushed it. Right. He would cl- <laughs> he would kind of like they they did not get along. He would kind of clown on Michael Jackson. In fact. There's a story in probably about 1986, and you guys may have heard this, but Michael Jackson wanted him to be on Bad. That was the song Bad was supposed to be a duet with Prince and Michael I Jackson. I did not know that. Yeah. So <laughs> I have the quote, but basically, Prince was not all about it. They met a couple times. That's when they, he challenged him to ping pong, crushed him, and <laughs> crushed Michael in, in ping pong. Um, but the this is his quote. So he's later on, years later, he's on the Chris Rock show. He's been re- interviewed by Chris Rock. And he says, tell me about that. And he goes, it just didn't work. So he said, the first lyric in Bad, okay, so the, in the video, Wesley Snipes is the character that was going to be Prince. Right. right. So he goes, how would that have looked? He said, the first lyric is, your butt is mine. And his <laughs> quote is, who's going to sing that to whom? Yeah. <laughs> because you sure aren't singing that to me, and I sure ain't singing it to you. Wow. So right there, we got a problem. Yeah. So he... The collaboration that could have happened, it could have made him a ton of money, never happened. Just didn't do it. Yeah, yeah, never happened. Wow, didn't know that. Yeah. It's awesome. So anyway, so he was 5'2". He played football, basketball, um, baseball. He was a really good athlete. Actually, he, just in, to interject, we yeah. were in a room in his house um, at Paisley Park that is a basketball court. Mm-hmm. They've transformed it into some kind of... Um, I think it's a purple rain museum museum and the they told a story and I'm going to quick kind of Google it of somebody he played. It was like an NBA player that oh, yeah. came to his house. He could like keep up with the NBA players <laughs> and like make the shots. So dude was yeah. just good at everything. He like, was obsessed with basketball. So yeah. he went to every professional game on the floor right. on the court seats you'll see yep. him in no a lot way. of pictures huge timberwolves fan huge yeah. vikings fan yeah they yeah, really supported minneapolis minnesota yeah and i can't imagine like i'd love to see him standing next to somebody's you know six <laughs> twice his size right. yeah right. right and doing it with confidence yeah. but he was bullied a lot growing up because of his size yeah so he was actually kicked out of his house at the age of 12 his dad came in so his mom and his dad would have these brutal fights they separated he went to live with his dad at the age 12 his dad came in and caught him in bed with a woman girl kicked him out of the house Holy so smoke. he went and lived in this basement at a friend's house 
Andreas. And from there, he started to play the piano, and it yeah. was dark, and it was. He said, "I'm never moving out of Minnesota because nobody wants to come inside anybody's house." So he could just kind of live in his dungeon in the in the basement and make music, wow. and that became his his passion at the time. Holy smokes! So just real quick, you know, we talk about an icon: eight Grammys, six American Music Awards, one Golden Globe, one Oscar for Purple Rain in '85. The Golden Globe was he for, won an Oscar for that thing. Oh the, my God, that was the best movie right. ever. Let's just, let's get it out in the open. Let's just talk about this. So I have Lauren Bryan over the house. This has got to be two years ago, maybe three years <laughs> ago. We're up, we're just, we're here watching a movie or something's on the screen or whatever. We're, I think we're watching a concert. I don't know what it was. And Brian looks at me and he goes, you know who you, you really got to put up here is let's just watch Purple Rain. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I go, <laughs> he's like, no, I'm, I'm serious. I go, I've never seen that. He goes, what? He goes, Laura, come here. He's never seen Purple Rain. And Laura goes, no, of course he has. He's a music guy. I'm like, no, I never have seen Purple Rain. They're like, we are staying here and we're watching it. Like until you, I'm like, no, I'm like, God, no, we're definitely not doing that. And they're like, all right, well, you promise you got to watch this thing. I can't, I, I, maybe that's part of it. I just didn't get it. I didn't get it. You were stuck in the Minneapolis sound years, 78 to 84, in okay. my opinion, I think, okay. where it's overly synthesized. It's funky. I think if you go back after hearing all this, I think you'll like it. But but it was, I, I was there, too, for a while. Prince, I just don't What is the deal it. with the movie? Talk to me about the movie. What so, is the deal? I, I will tell you okay. my take on it. Please. Okay, I saw it, obviously, back in the day. Right. And, and 700 it, times after. Yeah. And it was... <laughs> um, it was... Not revolutionary at the time, but it was a good insight of a loose autobiography of his life. Okay. So if you were a follower of Prince, which, you know, back in the day, um, I would say my generation, which he's a little younger than you guys, we were following him. So a lot of people, because the music was so popular and people who watched it then didn't have the expectations of film that they do today because if you look at if you look at purple rain now watch purple rain now it is very low budget sure mm-hmm. it's hard to kind of take it serious everyone from, in minneapolis was an extra <laughs> they told on. us about that when we were there no way, that's so even funny. as a fan like a, prin- a prince fan that- it is hard to watch it now it's very low budget is and, it the way that I, when you watch top gun now and you go, this is the cheesiest movie ever. And when I watched Top Gun when it came out, I'm like, this is the coolest movie ever. Uh, yes. Does that I make would, sense? I would dare you to compare the budgets. I never thought Top Gun was that cool. I would dare you to compare the two budgets. I didn't mean and, uh, it that way. It's just certain mm, things lose their coolness as um, time passes. But when they're, when they're there at that moment... I would say that the movie is not where you start if you're trying to learn Prince. All right, that's it's all right. it's all right. just it's a low budget film that he produced, um, and it was it was loosely an autobiography, and I think those of us who were dying to understand him were just hanging on every scene uh, in the movie. Gotcha. Okay. For sure. Okay. And uh, okay. clearly right. the music had already made a huge impact on the music scene at the Let time. Let me ask it a different way. So the Beatles made a ton of movies. They're they're in my opinion like pretty Rowe. horrible. Yeah, the movies, yeah. like like, like yeah. you know, Hard Day's Night, a ton of them. As did Elvis, which were B movies at best as well. But they were so 
widely watched and adored by fans because they wanted as much material from the people as they could get. Is there a little bit of that? Yes. And like, give and me also, as much of him as I can yeah, get. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what it is. And it was, um, like, if you watch now a Elvis Presley movie, you're going to be like, oh, my God, this is the lowest it, budget yeah, movie right. I've ever seen. And he was a superstar. Right. Like, right. if that's where you're going to start, you are not going to like the fan. Right. I mean, the, the superstar. Right. Um, so it really has to be the music first. And you have to, I think when you watch his movies and then don't, God forbid, don't watch Under the Cherry Moon or, you know, <laughs> Graffiti, Graffiti Bridge. Bridge because it only gets worse from there. Right. right. But I mean, you, you have to be such know. a fan that you, you hang on every word he says yeah. before you watch him live. Maybe that's what it's got to be because there's certain artists that I will self-admittingly say is it doesn't matter what they do. I will like it. Yeah. That's, Maybe there's I a little bit of that. I think that's his film for sure. Okay, but he did win an Oscar. He won an Oscar for best song. But, well, so that, no, no, he, he got matter. best like, song. He didn't get it for acting or anything. No, no he okay, did. Sure, no, sure, he sure. got best musical live. Uh, I think it was best original song for a movie. Is the one that he won. That yeah, makes sense. It was something, but it, that, no one's won that since then. Hmm. Wow. I just I had just looked that up. It was something about like that year he won three or four awards all under that same umbrella. But it was wow. something about the an Oscar for but that movie. If, so to the point that you were making, Laura, if you can put it into context. So if you can go back and put it into context on what was happening in 1984, whenever it was released, if you can absolutely do that and take yourself back and put yourself there, then I think it's different because Miles, yeah. da Miles Davis became a huge Prince fan in the late 80s, early 90s. And, and during that time period, he had a son that he was not that was not part of his life, Miles. Miles, yeah. And the son came back and they kind of reconnected. And he said, don't listen to my old albums. I don't want you to even bring up my own, my old albums, which are classics in yeah. the jazz world. Right. So don't listen to this. Listen to what's going on now. And he was so intrigued by Prince because he said, nobody else is doing this. Which I think now you look back and you think thinking about some of this music that we're about to play, you go, wow, okay, well, that's, you know, it's interesting. Nobody else was doing this kind of stuff. I mean, he was an innovator. Okay. And, and when you talk about an icon, I think that's part of it. So if you can if you contextualize that movie, you right. go, okay, in 1984, nobody else was really doing this, and the, and the music was just unique. All right. Thank you for that. Go. Yeah. All right. I'm ready. Get me into it. I feel it. like this is uh, like part two. You might want to break this up. No, so. no, no, no. Okay. You're good. Let me go back, though. I told you, this is the Christmas special. Because this, <laughs> this uh, story I, I love, and you ladies might know this, but... The Golden Globe that he won was in 2007. Okay. It's for Happy Feet. So oh. the, the cartoon, right? So he did the song for that. Song of the Heart was the name of the song. It's a pretty good oh, song. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah pretty yeah. good song. My kids love that movie. So he, um, they go to, they're going through the nominations. He wins. Justin Timberlake is about to give it out. He's not there. They go, well, apparently Prince is stuck in traffic. Like nobody else is going to be stuck in traffic and <laughs> miss their own award. He's stuck in traffic, right? <laughs> So Justin Timberlake, standing however tall he is, five, right. ten, six foot, I don't know, he bends down to the mic and goes, I'd like to accept this award on Prince's behalf. And it became a huge thing. People laughed, whatever. That's Prince great. shows up later. And they recognize him. They say, by the way, Prince was stuck in traffic. Here he is to accept his award, stands up, gets a standing ovation. All of a sudden, Prince fans, like us, are crazy about that. Don't kneel down and insult him like that. <laughs> so people got really upset with Justin Timberlake. Now there's this 
pseudo beef. No, come on. Prince dies and and uh, and, and Timberlake, Timberlake performs people? at the uh, at the Super Bowl halftime and does a great, in my opinion, great tribute to Prince. And it kind of was squashed, but there was but there was a little bit of a That's beef. So funny, didn't know uh, that between them. Yeah, and because when when Sexy Back came out, Prince said, "What's he talking about?" Said, Sexy back has never been gone. Sexy's never gone anywhere. <laughs> and then and then Timberlake referenced that, calling him out. He's saying something on the lines and in some song that he was featured in. If if it's never gone anywhere, where have you been? Oh, this was in those good. early two thousand. It's good. Yeah. That's so good. there was a little like bit of a beef with uh, okay. with Justin Timberlake and Prince. I like it. Yeah, it was good. Um, okay, so he's an icon. He's got these awards. He starts to be recognized. Um, you know, we, we talked about that. So let's get into his his early music. Um, the, in 1978, he had a demo and he put it out there and Warner Brothers signed him to three albums. And I'm making this number up because I forget off the top of my head, but I think it was like around $180,000. Here it is. Make these three albums. There you go. Now he is known as being a workaholic, a perfectionist. You brought this up. So his first album, he spends almost 80% of the funds on the first album. Oh, no way. Right. So that's three months. The, 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 um, the, not manager, but the guy that he's working with, the producer, producer that yep. he's working with, is just gonna kill him because he's <laughs> a he's so meticulous on everything. And Prince wrote everything, produced everything, played every single instrument on the oh album, lot, like we talked yeah. about Stevie, Stevie Wonder. Yeah. Oh yeah. So very similar. So we heard the last one, "Big City," was the last song that we ever heard on a Prince album. This is the first, and this is so interesting. So, 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 you this is you're playing yes. me the first first song, song on any Prince any album. Prince oh, I love the it. album right. is for you. It's 1978. And these first two albums are the 70s, right? Okay. This is the first time you ever hear Prince's voice recorded. Okay. Wow. This is all Prince. 46 vocal lines. Stop. That whole chorus that choirs all him. Vocal lines. And he's 18, right? 18 years 18. old. Might have been 19. He was 18 when he was recording. He was 19 when he released. Wow. All him. Producer was ready to kill him. He's putting all this together. So this only goes on for about 15 more seconds. But the first music you hear by him is the first song in love. I'll give you three seconds of that before I go to the hit from this album. Because we'll go through these two first albums quick. All right, so you're hearing him. This is the first song, second song on the CD. First time you're hearing him play. This is all him. You can't pick a decade oh here. My. He goes, this is the 70s. Now his influence is really Sly and the Family Stone. It's in Stevie. Here. Stevie. Come on. Huge it's all Stevie. Stevie right there. A lot of these first couple albums are his falsetto. He doesn't break it a ton, but he's really? he's in a lot of falsetto on these first two albums. Every you know, you know, this is me right instrument. here. Right? This is so me. <laughs> he got me. All right, there you go. So this is the song that's known. Soft and wet is the one that's known by the album. <laughs> the girls are But this moving. album was like oh, and from was a critic standpoint the, What's the name of the album? Okay. For, you. For, you. For You For You Made it to 92 on the billboard And number 4 on the letter U 
He Thank texted you. before there was texts. Yeah, right. <laughs> he, was. he was. And had his own emoji before that yeah. was there, yeah. too. He was unique. Yeah, okay, that's, that's really good. It's right in that funk wheelhouse for me. Yeah. So He's playing all those synths and all the everything. 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 My man. Because you know, you know, he's an over, Oberheim synthesizer to create the horns. Oh, love it. All right, go, go to that. All right, so um, I'm yours. I think that I just wanted to pick this one up because it it shows this range of all the instruments. This is called "I'm Yours." The bass, though. Oh, it's pretty filthy. See, there's my man's guitar. I was wondering yep. when that was going to come in. Dude so, is an unbelievable guitar player. He was snubbed, oh, yeah. in my opinion. Oh, Rolling Stones totally. has him at 33 all, all time. And, the, and people always compare him to Hendrix, and he, he would actually get pissed about that. He said, I'm not like Jimi Hendrix. If you listen to my guitar, I'm more like Carlos Santana. Oh, boy. Maybe. I'm glad you narrowed this down to three. Yeah, great job with that. 300, that yeah. is. <laughs> all right, go. All right, so the next album... Self-titled Prince album. This came out one year later. So he okay. just starts pumping these out. Now, this is the second album on this three-album deal with Warner Brothers. Um, was it, the first one successful in a, or not it, so it was, much? It was okay. They, I think a lot of people said this is a wonder kid. When they signed him, they said, we know we have something special. This is a one-of-a-kind, unique talent. Um, they put it out. And for the time, again, that music is kind of standard, yeah. par for the course, but yeah. it's pretty darn good yeah. for the time. Yeah. Um, so it was um, I can't believe I'd say mildly successful. Dude was I mean, that's four decades. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Wow. Nonstop. Yeah. Wow. So, 78, so 79 came out with something similar. This is the album Prince. A couple songs off this. Yeah. Now this one. Great tune. Year? What year? 79? 79. Okay. Very 70s though, right? I, I just think totally. like the feel yep. is just very 1979. Got no money. Great tune. Nothing controversial. This is kind of vanilla. I mean, yeah. especially when you when you look back, right? You, know, you go, "Well, this is nothing." But yeah, very much so. There's nothing. Did you ever see yet. him in concert? Yeah, yeah. Uh, I forget what year. Oh four, maybe. So I'm in. Did North he Carolina. go? Did he play the whole gamut, like all the songs from like old to new and new? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yes. The tour that he did was right after Musicology, and it was him trying to reintroduce himself. And a lot of people, he would do tours, and he wouldn't play all the hits. In this one, he played. All the hits, and I was obsessive cool. beforehand, trying to find out where he went and what the set list was beforehand. <laughs> was you girls guy. saw him a bunch, huh? Yep. Yeah. I saw him once live, but Laura saw him a lot. How many times? Actually, um, probably only three times, I think. But it was because he, um, you know, it was young. I was in high school, and then um, he did go into his weird phase. I mean, we all right. know that it was when he split from Warner Brothers. He became a Jehovah's, and he put out his own music. It just wasn't mass distributed. Yeah. I mean, you have other distractions. It's if it's not in your face. How was the show that he would put uh, on? It was the best show I've ever been to. Yeah, what? It's, Hands yeah. down. Because Hands down. It's tough for a performer to be that good at so many things. I mean, performing is one thing. Producing is another. Being an instrumentalist is another. To do it all. He did did it all. That's cool. I mean, costumes. Really? So he, (laughs) we'll tell you a quick insight. He would go up to, he had a room in his, at Paisley Park. 
And it was where five seamstresses would come to work every Fully day. Fully staffed. What? Fully wow. staffed. Every week. And he would get his wife's clothes and other clothes and go in there and put them on and be like, okay, I want a button here. I want this cut here. I want that opened up there. And at, you know, an hour later, he'd have a full on new costume. His, his um, infatuation with looking perfect all the time and creative and reflecting what he wanted it to look like was obsessive. Wow. He never would go in public without having his entire hair from yeah. head to toe costume perfect. And perfect in his world was, you know, yeah. you know. So yeah. poles, chapless, chapless, yeah. assless chaps and yeah. all kinds of bizarre things, There's yellow and purple and one of his uh, friends told a story that, that he would always, he would say, like, yeah, just come over, it's casual, we're just gonna hang out. Just come over very casual. <laughs> they come over in sweatpants right. and a shirt, yeah. and he would come down in his whole Thing and they, you said casual. It was very casual. <laughs> he was, he was by so, the way, he was always five seven. Oh, he right. was wow. always five seven because he would not wear anything less than oh gosh, what was that four or five inch heels. Wow. Yeah. Holy smokes! And he was straight. As I, I think he was very yes, straight. Definitely, I agree. that's great. <laughs> so we're talking about the album Prince. Okay. I feel for you was another hit from that. Now he gave this one to Shaka Khan, who made a big oh yeah big hit out of it. In eighty, that was in eighty four. She made a comeback with that one. Let me hear that. So he. No way. Oh, wait, wait, wait. What year was he? What was the year? This was is seventy nine. Yeah. No way. Hey, knows was his song. Ooh, it's better even, isn't it? Ooh. All right, you got me on that one too. That's the way it's supposed to be. That's it. Right there. Nope. Don't change it, Seth. I see your thumb. Don't change it. Hers was too much. It was over the top in comparison. Every time I hear a Prince original, I go, that's how it's, that's supposed, how it's to supposed to be done. This might have been a hit. Sinead O'Connor, nothing compares to you. That was a hit. Yeah. Not when no. you hear Prince's. Wait, 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 wait. Sorry. He recorded it too? You you it. glazed over that when yeah yeah <laughs> when Brian did yeah, that because Brian, Brian talked about it and he goes yeah this is the you know the why don't you say a little up. something to Brian right now about that why don't you show him what's up uh, Brian yeah. said it no Brian no, said but, it and you missed it what did I say no I I understand that 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 it was written by him I didn't know that Prince did it though did, oh yeah Performed he recorded it, it? yeah uh, I didn't know well that. <laughs> well are we gonna yeah. get there we can I can go there okay yeah right, hold on a second. I was trying to get Brian in trouble. I got myself in trouble. Yeah, That's yeah, fine. Yeah. Yeah, you're self-incriminating. That's fine. All right, go. Jeez. Okay. Okay. So his first two albums were almost took up almost all the money. <laughs> so he has a little bit. They go into this tiny recording studio because that's all he can. All yeah, that's all he's got left. And he does a 180 degree turn. So you hear these first two albums, and for me, I'm thinking, okay, that's again, it's somewhat. Vanilla, for lack of a better term, it's it's what you'd expect in yeah. 78, 79 from a from a funk R and B yeah. soul musician who's playing everything. So then he produces Dirty Mind, and Dirty Mind is like um, I, I heard it described as Smokey Robinson meets Richard Pryor, and it is just that <laughs> okay. it is dirty. So the first song, now this is going to be this Minneapolis sound. So you go, it's a hundred eighty degree turn. It goes completely filthy, and and I love it. So I'll play some <laughs> of the songs from it. Okay, right. So this is Dirty Mind. 
I don't think you're going to dig this album. No? It's my favorite. It's your favorite. By, by <laughs> far. Dirty Mind is Laura's favorite. Yes. We can talk about that later. Mom. And we are definitely going 80s now. We're get, we're stepping into right, it. Right, so you go 70s, you go 80s. Wow. And this album is just about a lot about sex. So Dirty Mind is yeah, about a dirty clearly. mind. You've got a song called Sister that's about incest. Holy smokes. Oh, there's the funk though. I'm going okay with that. This song is called Head. <laughs> and guess what it's about? Yeah. <laughs> uh huh. This is Smokey Robinson meets Richard Pryor. Pryor. Got it. This has got to be a bit like risque for the time, too, right? I mean, is a. Right? This is the one that was that um, actually, if you look it up, this was the first one that the government got involved with and put the advisory. Oh no sticker way! On like it. the parental There's advisory. Of, yeah, yes. I actually, th- I, I'm I'm not trying to dispute that because that might be right. I read that it was the song "Darling Nikki" off Purple Rain no, was, was the first one that got it because he. If you listen to the first line, we'll get to it. That. That, that was the first time it was strapped. It might have been backdated to it. No way. It. Um, it, it might have been. Either it way. might have been. But Either way, um, Prince was definitely the one who wow. first got. I think I had advisory. the album, and I think it had the advisory yeah. thing on it. But Purple Rain definitely was more, um, you know, mass distributed. Yeah, for sure. So. Wow. All You guys, you guys jumping around in your chairs is my favorite do, thing. Do it all night. Most of these songs, by the way, he has no money. He's cutting them in one night. Boom. Now this is all still him. For the most Come part, this on. is all him. And he doesn't writing. sleep when he does this. Right. God. Right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So I. This is so all this that we've led up to. He hasn't had his his real breakthrough album. I think he's known now as a as a rock star, as he will be after this next album. But now we get now we get 1999, right? And he. So fourth now studio album then. This is his fourth studio. Album. Okay. No, this is fifth. I'm sorry. Fifth. Okay. I this is now with a band, though. This is not all Prince. This okay. is the band, The Revolution. And I don't. And I think if you don't know that right there, that beat, that intro, you're not an American. Like you just. That is. This just is like, my first favorite Prince song. Yeah. I mean, you know, this is what I, I love the song 1999. I didn't know anything about Prince, but I loved 1999. Yeah. And this is about the end of days. So yeah. Again, it's kind of dark right. again, yep. but it's a yep. party. But it's a yeah, right. Everyone thought the world was going to end in 1999. You know what? You're right. You're right. <laughs> it wasn't just friends. Yeah, how much more point. money he made on December 31st, 1999. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Those royalties yeah. were just coming Those in. Those royalties were like, play it. Play it, baby. <laughs> Such a 
good tune. And if I'm, it was 87, right? Yeah, when, when you did this it? Came out? Yeah. No, 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 this was actually 80, uh, 82. 82. 82. Yeah. So he went, he went 78 for you, 79 Prince, 80 Dirty Mind, 81 Controversy, 82, 82 1999. Back to back to back. 82. So imagine back to, you know, this becoming the theme song of 1999. Right. We all thought 2000 and K. Two, wait. Was Y2K. It? Y2K. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Was going to be the, the end of the world. We're gonna yeah, end everything the was going to break. Yeah, everything was going to break. Well, it's yeah. 2020 now. What's the world going to look like in 2037? I mean, it seems so far away, but that's what they yeah, were feeling now. Right. And that's it's so like, true. Yeah. All right, go ahead. All right, so when I went to see him live, right. I told you I was going through the playlist of what he had done before leading up to the five, six, seven, eight. I'm just online Googling, what's he going to do? And I was so thrilled that he did this song because it's one of my favorites, and it almost didn't make the album because they had to cut it down. They're twenty, We're taking it out. We're putting it back in, and it's not a popular one. Oh, yeah. This it's... is DMSR. It is one of my favorite, just funkiest <laughs> synthesized. Really? Man, I turn this up in the car and I am a <laughs> dork. That's it. Go. Did use a lot of drum machine. Yeah, you can tell. Now, when I'm saying live, he's not on the stage yet. You're just hearing this bass line. Meanwhile, I am literally in the stands like the biggest yeah. goober. <laughs> My wife is looking. She's dancing, but she's looking at me like I'm yeah, like super 17-year-old the Backstreet Boys. 17-year-old <laughs> girl. Yeah. Yeah. That's when I expected Prince to be right there. Yeah. Yeah, this is very Prince. Right, either you yeah. have to let it continue, or you have to tell what DSMR is. I was, I couldn't remember how long it took to get, get there. Right. Here it comes right now. DMSR is. Right, here you go. That's great. Yep. Gets, it, this gets challenging having a four and six year old, and I'm listening to Prince all the time. <laughs> what is a sexy MF? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hang on. What is, is that? Dance how old they are now? Yeah. Yeah, he's. There's, there's times. There's a video from the Purple Rain movie when he's at the end, he's dancing across the stage to Baby I'm a, I think it's to Baby I'm a Star, and he stops. He's just performing and just has kind of like a booty shake. My kids lose it. I mean, I'm like, maybe I shouldn't let them watch it. I don't know. They love it. My son tries, the four-year-old son tries to do it. He's turning around and saying, well, that's... Prince would be proud. That's, yeah. That's yeah, what he yeah. Wants. But so they he... love Prince. His friends may think there's something wrong with him yeah. when he starts right, right. talking about Absolutely. that. I think that's... Yeah, so back in the day, Laura did this too. We both collected every Prince picture out of a magazine you could imagine and that was the wallpaper in our teenage bedrooms mm-hmm. oh, our oh, wow. dads were not a fan of that no no oh, i yeah. can imagine so after wow. one day yeah. 
my dad's like, if you don't take all that <laughs> S-H-I-T down, I will. Yep. <laughs> all right, so that, that was So that's how to be huge. I was just going to oh. pipe in about Little Red Corvette. Yeah. Um, maybe I'm not sure of all artists are like this, but in high school, it was a big deal for all of us Prince fanatics to listen to the songs and to actually understand what it was he was talking about. Right. So Little Red Corvette. I've got it playing now. Oh, go. Yeah. So Little Cor- Red Corvette is about um, him having sex and him with a prostitute. And yeah. And um, if you listen to the words, it's he's with a prostitute, somebody who really understands sex and he's like new to it. I did Pocket not know full that. Full of I... horses is Trojan, mm-hmm. so yeah, I got it. Yeah. yeah, so we used to really get a yeah, kick yeah, out yeah. of understanding. We would the dissect secret language every or reading between the lines, so to speak. Yeah. He... yeah. And is Little Red Corvette just literally Little Red Corvette, or is it about someone that's extremely fast and advanced? And... Yes. Okay, got it. Was it. More, yeah, somebody. I really thought he was singing about the song. No, it had nothing yeah. to do about the car. The car. Nothing yeah. about the car. Got Sorry. Right. And I liked Corvettes. Yeah. <laughs> See, now I hear it so differently. Yeah. Thank yeah. you for that, Laura. Yeah. Appreciate that. All right, awesome, good, go. All right, so the next album was the breakthrough smash that everybody knows. It's the, it is the Prince album. Okay. Right? So if you don't like this, and and this is, I think this is one of those albums. The next, this included the next four I'm going to talk about are to me are the four albums. Listen to them back to back to back. They change every single album changes. Right. Um. He he said. Uh, well, I'll talk about it when we talk about it around the world in a day, but. Um, every album makes you feel different, right? So this one was Purple Rain. I'm going to come back to it. We already talked about Let's Go Crazy. Okay. Uh, the we talked a little bit about Darling Nikki. There's a there's an interesting story around this, right? So this is a song that in the uh, in the movie he's singing to this love interest that's with another guy who's the competing or the right, competing right, right. Uh, singer in there. So, but it's called Darling Nikki. The the person's name in the movie is Apollonia. Yeah. Do you know the story? So. <clears throat> The first draft of the of the movie, the the character's name is Nikki, and it's played by some actress. I forget her name. She leaves. She's no longer in it. They bring in this woman, Apollonia. Prince was a big fan of The Godfather, the movie. Yeah. Apollonia is Michael yeah. Corleone's yeah. girlfriend Italy. in Italy. Yeah. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So he loved the name, wanted to keep it, but they already had Darling Nikki, the song. So they kept Darling Nikki, even though. So he's literally singing it, basically about her. In the movie, but her name is Apollonia. No way. And it's a great, happens to be a great song. She took me to her castle and I just couldn't believe my eyes. She had some Brian sings this. Picture him singing. Really? Well, let's go back to that. I was talking over the first, um, so when you listen to this, the first line, you'll hear. But this is what people were, critics were up in arms about it. Pissed. Knew a girl named Nikki. I guess you could say she was a sex fiend. I met her in a hotel lobby, masturbating 
So 1984. That's, yeah, that's not a big normal. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's, you don't say that in a song. Right. Wow. So this album is the quintessential. Prince, sure. this is it, right? So I mean, it's got it's got a ton of songs. I'll, I'll play two more real quick because these are this is maybe one of my favorite Prince songs. It's called "I Would Die for You." And yeah. one thing I love about this, we talked about him going back and forth between different things. He just got a parental advisory sticker for talking about darling yeah. Nikki masturbating. Yeah. This song, "I Would Die for You," listen to the lyrics. It is clearly about the Lord, uh, uh, assumingly Jesus. Really? Yeah. But some Lord and Savior. So it is a great song. It's one of the, it almost ends the the movie, and you keep listening, and it's it's Jesus. Brilliant. That this one I do know. Didn't know that that was it about though. Then I only want to play this because this is the song that after our wedding we came into the into the uh, the reception to. Baby, I'm a star follows, but it's again one of my favorites. You walked into this. We did. Or he walked out. Is your wife a big Prince fan too? She, she has to be. Yeah, say. <laughs> she, she has no choice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that was in the vows. There's a line in here. I ain't got no money, but baby, I'm rich on personality. That's that is awesome. one of my favorite. That's great. Right there. Still on Purple Rain? This is on, this is on Purple Rain, yeah. He's still having a hard time getting over it because he saw the movie first. Right, right, right. right. Honestly, it's, it, it is rough. I can see how seeing that and coming back to... Yes, yeah, but now it's it's coming all together now. It's all backfilling. Genuinely, is it? Genuinely. Not Genuinely. just you no. on no. your podcast no. No. being Listen, po- Mr. I have Positive. Been, nope. Nope, nope. I have been honest with people and go, nope. And I, I tell Seth, nope, not feeling it. But I feel this one. I'll be honest. I get it. I, I honestly do get it. I get what you're talking about. All right, go. So you hear that scream right there? Yeah. You hear that? That's, is that not D'Angelo? Yeah, totally. Right? Yeah, that's the end of Untitled. Uh, it. It's Untitled. It's Untitled. <laughs> that's our call. When we see yeah. each other at like the mall or something, we go, uh-huh. ah! and we don't know that we're there. We know the other one's there. Holy smokes. <laughs> So this album is a huge hit. I already said it's the number one um, movie. It's the number one song and the number one album in the country at one time. So he wow. is riding high. And yeah, you would think if, I'm, if I just created that, I'm, I'm just going to keep it going. Yeah. Right? Because Warner Brothers wants me to make money. That's their goal. I need to keep making money. I'm going to create Purple Rain Volume 2. What he does, which I love because this becomes one of my favorite albums because of this, he creates Around the World in a Day which is once again a complete 180 so it was it's it's psychedelic if, if nothing else really? now you might listen to me go that's not psychedelic but think about it from the time yeah. point that it's yeah. 1986 right after purple rain after these poppy minneapolis synthesized sounds he creates this album that is a hundred percent different it's got some huge hits on it the album cover which i meant to bring it and i did not but if you google the album cover 
it is very much Sergeant Pepper-esque. Really? Right? It's got just this like psychedelic look to it. There's a guy sitting on the bottom that has a blue cloud uniform or, or outfit on, Google. and it's Prince, but he has blonde hair. So people were like, they're going, what is the meaning behind Prince <laughs> having blonde hair on the cover of his yeah. own album? Why is that? He never has blonde hair. Well, apparently when this album was covering, coming out, he tried to dye his hair blonde. And it did Stop. not take. He hated it, so he went back to to dark immediately. They said, "Put it on there. Put it on the on the album cover." I love. Oh, yeah, look at it. I love, love, love that you compared it to the Beatles because he really thought he had become too um, popu- too popular, too mass, and he wanted to retreat. Yeah. So under um, this, not under the cherry moon. What was it? Um, Parade. Yep. Well, this is Around the World in a Day. Around the World in a Day was his way of taking on a different um, persona. Yeah, and, like and the Beatles did exactly with Sgt. Pepper. Ex- exactly exactly what they did. So knowing that, and you'll hear some of the songs, they came to him and constantly was saying, well, you must, it's like the Beatles. It's like the same thing when they said, you're like Henderson. He said, no, I'm more like Carlos Santana. They said it's like the Beatles. He said, I don't think so. I don't yeah. think it's like the Beatles at all. In fact, I think it's like Led Zeppelin. This is where he went with the Zeppelin comparison because really? he said every single song on this album makes you feel a different kind of way. So there's psychedelic, there's pop, there's funk, wow. there's R&B, there's And he soul. decides to do this at the peak of his career, like when the, everything is perfect, yeah, he goes, yes. he, he, when everything's going right, he goes left. Huge risk. Yeah. Wow. Right? Huge risk. Okay. Wow. So yeah, the big Around the World in the Day was the first song. And I'm going to give you just a taste of this just to, for like Go ahead. 20 seconds yeah. because it's, Go. this is the psychedelic side of it. Kind of opens up a yeah. little bizarre. <laughs> this is how the album starts? You just came off Purple Rain and you go Dude. with this. What? Now this starts... The first of three albums that I think you need to know. Purple Rain, everybody knows. This is the first really? of three in a row that I think you so need to know. So 1999, Purple Rain, and the three, and the next three. I think 1999, Purple Rain. Everybody should know. Well, my point is th- those five. I think the three. If you want to focus to go, I want to love Prince. Focus on Purple Rain. That's fantastic. Focus on Around the World a Day, Parade, and Sign of the Times. Those are the three. That knowing you and your music yeah. taste, I think you'll appreciate the most. Would you consider that like his his period? Like that's when he was. Well, yeah, I think 1999 and Purple Rain are really yeah. like what people would know. But yeah. when you go really back from For You, the first album, through even Love Sexy and the Batman soundtrack, that's 78 to 99, or I'm sorry, to 89. That's that's Prince. Wow. That's I mean, and they're all good. Listen to it back to back to back to back to back to back to back. To back, to back. It's an album every Dude, single yeah. year. Uh-huh. Sure. Okay, I know that one. All right, all right. Good. So yep, love it. Great this song. is one I that forgot I forgot about that one. This could be one that you'll listen to tomorrow in your car because this is one of my favorites ever. It's so funky. It takes on a social component. Okay. Um, it's anti-communism. It is straight up funky. It was actually released on a single, and what they did was it was almost 20 minutes long on the front side of the single, so they just stopped it right before the single ran out. They just jammed. Now, they cut it down for the album, of course, but it's called America. It is one of my favorites. I've been playing it like crazy. Jessica hates it now. She's like, stop with America. No, I don't know it for sure. No, it is is a little bit uh, deeper. 
also recommend YouTubing this and just watching, when watching him do it. Live. Yeah. What is it about the funk, dude? He's really got it. It is like a, it's like a perfect combo of Sly James. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He funk. George Clinton's a huge Prince fan. He's featured in uh, Graffiti Bridge. I can't help it. Help. I like that. Yeah, I like this. Again, if you're in your car, you turn it up. What's the name of this one? America. Okay. Oh, yeah, you said that. Yeah, all right, you got me on that one. I all like right, it. So that one's, that one's me. Yeah. Yeah, so this is... Again, I, I may have said this before, but this is my favorite album. I think Around really? the World of Day was my favorite album. This is also my favorite album. Sign of the Times is my favorite. And Purple Rain and Night Down are also my favorites. Yeah, They're all right there. If I had to push you, though, is there a real favorite? No, you can't. Don't do push it. me. Okay, all right, all right. That's fair. <laughs> I don't know. I, there is, there is. I'll think about it before the end of the night. we right. got we got it's three hours thing. left. We're almost done. Oh, jeez. Oh, so the one song that you will know from this, all right, just give that some volume. And this is the song that you would know from Parade. Yep. Doyle's Revenge Places, too. Do this? Oh. <laughs> Who hits those notes? Now, this was a song <laughs> that he actually wrote and gave to a group called Maserati. Really? Right? And it was a slow song. It was a slower song that he gave to this oh, group called no. Maserati. The guy, some guy that was like a brother or something of the group. I think, I could be wrong, but I think it was an all-women's group. Anyway. He sped it up a little bit. Prince heard and he said, I kind of like that. I'm going to go ahead and take that back now. <laughs> yeah. This is my song. Now. This is mine. I'm yeah. doing this. Took That's it back, great. performed it, and it became one of his larger larger hits. Yeah, great tune. Big hit for him. Big hit. Big hit, right? Okay. Big All hit. Right. So, the th I'm going to pause this for a second because I want to I just tell this real briefly. The first four, and you guys might know this, the first four songs on this album, they're Christopher Tracy's Parade, New Position, I Wonder You, and Under the Cherry Moon. I Wonder You is the one that really got sampled for D'Angelo's song, Africa. And you can hear them. I don't want to put them side by side because we're too long already, but that got sampled that. So what they did was they recorded this four songs in a row, one take. No way. And what they did was Prince came in, played the drums, four songs in a row, one take, played the drums what? for Christopher Tracy's parade, played it all, went to the next song, all in one take. Then he came back, laid down the bass line in no, one take. No, So if yeah. you think about no. it, this guy has yeah. all these songs in his head that he can go, I'm going from one song to the next, playing the drums. I'm going to come back. I'm going from one song to the next, what? playing the drums. Come all in one take. These four, <laughs> four songs, and they kind of flow together. That's insane. Nuts. When I heard this one, this one blew my mind. I said, talk about an icon. This is why they are. So this is Christopher Tracy's parade. Right? This is him. He played the drums first. What? Came back and played the bass line. But not for one song. Four in a row. Four in a row. That's unheard of. So this was for an album that flopped under the cherry moon. But, this, but the album parade is... Awesome. Now, compare this to that psychedelic yeah, song. Yeah, totally different. Totally different feel. This is the first song. Right? 
He's playing those. He goes to the next no song. No way. Now, the next song is New Position. This is one of my favorites, maybe my favorite. <laughs> you don't say. But this drumming, though, is just so unique. I think this is maybe what Questlove is playing when he's trying to get D'Angelo yeah. to come. He goes, listen to this. By the way, he played the first one already. He's playing the second one Come right on. through. I'm still one blown take. away by that. I like the little steel drum, by the way, right? in there for no reason. What's that bass? As the second thing he played. Come on. And he comes through and he goes right into I Wonder You. This was Africa right in the beginning. Listen to Africa by D'Angelo. It's the same exact beginning. He's still just playing one take. Come on. It's incredibly impressive. And then we got Under the Cherry Moon. And it switches up again. This is still one take. Wow. I will say to go to YouTube and just watch the video for Mountains. Number one, because it's a great song, but also because the YouTube video is so funny. This is, you're talking about 1986, and it looks like 1986. It's <laughs> classic, but it is so good. All right, so I could listen to this album okay. the whole right. way through. It's good. And I was... I. When I first started thinking about doing Prince with you, I thought Sign of the Times is the album that I think you'll like the most because it's extremely funky. Now, it goes all over the place. There's a lot of synthesized drums. There's a lot of, um, I mean, they, they use a lot of different sounds. It's a great mix of funk, rock, pop. It's got a little bit of everything. Um, but it also hits, this is, by the way, most people say, if you ask 50% of Prince fans, they'll say that... Uh, Purple Rain is the best album of his. The other 50% potentially, you two potentially excluded, would say Sign of the Times. And I don't know where I'd fall, somewhere in the middle. But it starts with this song, which is this socially conscious, just funky, this is Sign of the Times. This is and this is the fifth of the five we just referred to? Yeah. Okay. The chair dancing from these two, though, spectacular. This is ranked as one of the greatest albums of all time. Really? Yeah. What year? What year is this? This is 87. 86, 87. In France, a skinny man died of a big disease with a little name. Talking about By chance, his girlfriend yeah. came across a needle and soon she did the same. At home, there was 17 Used a lot of drum machine on this whole album. It's the, it's the time, though. Yeah. Think about it. called the disciples high on crack. Okay, got it. All right. So, again, the whole album has funk, rock, soul, pop, gospel, a lot of different things. The drum machine. We talked about it earlier, I think, when we were recording, but this is the first time that Camille is introduced. So, Camille is his alter ego. What he did was he sang these things, he sped up his voice so it sounded a little bit like a female. So, there's four songs on Sound of the Times that have Camille. They're all good. And what he actually did was he actually recorded an entire album as Camille. What? And it's probably still in the vault somewhere. No. There's an album as Camille that he recorded. 
Um, Warner Brothers would not let him produce, let him. He would ruin it. whatever he was building. Right? Just Wasn't naturally. it during that time? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so he put it out. He sang in his highest octave. I didn't realize he sp- sped it up, but I think he yeah. sang in his highest octave. And everything was Camille based. Like he called himself Camille. The album was wow. called Camille. What does it sound like? Do I know any of hey, those songs? Yeah, you should know this one. If I was your girlfriend, maybe you'll know it. I well, hope so. yeah, they wouldn't let him release it, so he held yeah, the them for Camille, a future. Um, he held them for a future album. Enough. Um, I forget which album it was, but like his next album or two. Holy shit! He Christ. released it. He released some of the big ones. Yeah. So so there are still songs with him singing as Camille. Wow. Like this one. Yeah. So again, yeah, he's singing in his highest octave. He's octave. He's, uh, they're speeding up his voice. don't know it, but I would not say that that's oh, him. Well. I, yeah, it's a different sound. We would know that that's Prince. Yeah, because you're yeah. super fancy. I know. What's the symbol? Because it's a bit crossy. The symbol is, it's the love symbol, but it's... Male and female. Name, right? oh, yeah, male and female. Okay. He took the male and female symbol put, and put it together. Okay, yeah. got it. I think this is a good example of his guitar abilities yeah. as well when you when you get into it black day stormy night dude can sing by the way too and this is more of a rock song no yeah like we just were playing a lot of fun it's a rock ballad yes don't cry he is coming don't die without knowing the cross you'd hear this in like a Big mega church on a yeah. Sunday morning, right? Wow. Now, this is the same dude who wrote Sister. <laughs> and Head. And Head. And head. Yeah. yeah. Darling Nikki. Darling, Darling Nikki. <laughs> yeah. And now Little Red Corvette, which I thought was about Corvettes, but right. that's cool. Yeah. It's fine. Whatever. <laughs> there's, two more, there's two more albums that are in the 90s. I'm not going to go into them. <laughs> there is, there's Love Sexy and Batman. Love Sexy was... A, was a an album that has no breaks in it so what? it just starts with the first song which is frustrating when you're digital because you can't skip song to song it's one continuous song what, but what, do you got, mean, what do you mean they don't divide it up no what no so you've got he goes you know, straight first through song yeah it goes and alphabet street was a big hit on that but i'm, I'm not even going to go to it because i'm not going to be because you're going to try to find it no yeah. way yeah. but this yeah this is this is i know which is again it's it's a good it's a good song. This oh, he, the whole he album. would do something like that, though, yeah. wouldn't he? Yeah, totally. he totally right. would. That's exactly. so him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Just go, let's just go straight. Yeah. Love it. Yeah, yeah. he's got that funk, yeah. man. Yeah, that's what I said. This song kind of hit me, and I thought, Jason might like this. This is, yeah. I know, this is the first song off Love Sexy. Love Sexy was a very, um, it, it was a very religious album, right? So a lot of it, you hear these themes run through there. So, and then you had the Batman album, which, oddly enough, he, a lot of people say he did this because Tim Burton wanted him to do the soundtrack to Batman, and he was, um, 
kind of infatuated with Kim Basinger, who was going to oh. be the lead actress yeah. in it. So yeah, he did it. He ended up with her. They ended up dating for like a year. Because he can yeah. do whatever he wants, can't yes, he? Yes, he's can. Prince. <laughs> and he's, you know, yeah, I mean, that's, that's the kind of guy he is. We have to look up how tall she is. I yeah, guarantee she's taller yeah. than him. He's not, she's not really his type, though. But the, but the Batman album was a lot of people, like he, they were doing it for money because the Love Sexy tour, he had a basketball court on tour, so he would take it on tour with him. And as the tour went on, supposedly, like, things got dropped so eventually the basketball court just got left somewhere and that, because they Come run out of money on. so he needed money so we they said this is a tim burton film you're going to get paid a ton from warner brothers a warner brothers film mm. you're warner brothers so he did it uh for the kim basinger thing and wow. uh, because he needed the money needed and it cash, was a big hit yeah. for him right exactly so that takes you back to where we left off from part a yeah back to where we were but we never talked about the one song that really makes him an icon right we never played it okay so let's talk about Purple Rain. Okay. Real quick. Okay. No, I know good. you like to end on something. I do. How can we end on anything else other than Purple Fair Rain? Fair point. Because some Everybody. people might say, oh, that is a, that's Every. a funk song. That's a rock song. That's right. a ballad. No. That's, some people say that's a country song. One great story. You probably know this one, Laura. Uh, either of you, maybe. that He wrote the music first. So he had this music. It was a 10-minute long song. Okay. Right? He wrote it out. He sent it to Stevie Nicks, who was kind of a friend of his. Sent it to her, and he said, uh, help me write the lyrics to this. She listened to it. She sent it back. She said, I can't do it. It's too overwhelming. It's too good. I don't want to mess with it. I don't want to mess it up. Really? Yeah. So she was Everybody on Everybody ends on Purple Rain. You have to. The movie ends ended concert. up on Purple Rain. The Doyle's Revenge ends on Purple Rain. Oh, then that's appropriate. All right. Not yes. always, but like if they're going to play it, that's their ending song. Okay. It's perfect. Every, Yeah. It's a perfect ending. So when they asked what Purple Rain is, because I heard a bunch of different things, and I heard that Purple was was about the royalty of God and how it went into that. But when he was asked, he said, when there's blood in the sky, red plus blue equals purple. Ah, okay. And, and it pertains to purple. the end of the world and being with the one you love and letting God guide you. And that's wow. Purple Rain. But, so it does have some religious feel to it. But this is iconic. Yeah. This is, yeah. By the way, that's all I got. That's all you need, don't you think? That's yeah, all I, I got. I hope it wasn't way. too short. <laughs> we can you probably made your go point. on for a lot more hours. That's not all you got. I never meant to call you when you Wow. Yeah. All right. Well, then we will, uh, we will leave it there. Phenomenal. Phenomenal job. I appreciate all that. I mean, that's really showing me what this guy can do and all that he has done. I have learned so much. I didn't know he was as um, diverse as you showed me. Nor did I know that he had a career that spanned that long. If you had asked me, I would have said mid-80s and then went away for a while. Yep. I didn't know he was making all those albums yeah, all the way through. They're good. Fantastic job. These Ladies, two. thank you so much. And we will uh, see you next time. Awa! Awa! <laughs>